0: So how cold is it in New Jersey right now?
1: Uh, New Jersey it is freezing like a bitch. It was I tried to go for like two walks today and the wind was destroying the freaking I had my leather jacket on, that did nothing.
0: What the hell are you wearing a leather jacket for in the middle
1: of winter, you idiot? I don't know. I don't know. I <laughs> thought it was in some way it's a warm ass jacket, so <laughs> it's, not, it's not like a thin one that like motley crew would wear freaking. <laughs> or it's the one that barely cover their freaking arms but no, it's Mark- a warm it's a warm ass leather jacket so i thought by some chance maybe it would actually like help a little bit but no, now it didn't Is it
0: like it's like below zero and stuff
1: uh it was like 30 degrees
0: <laughs> oh that's nothing dude
1: like there well for New Jersey, it's something, but yeah,
0: no doubt. It's New, like,
1: Jer- New Jersey is one of very few states in the United States that actually gets all four seasons.
0: Yeah, no doubt, it is seven because degrees I, right now. Where oh where Jesus,
1: oh, yeah, it was because like, I know, I know, uh, Doomy is over here in Florida, so he's probably he's probably
2: sweltering all freaking day. No, dude, it's freezing. It, it's like in the fifties.
1: <laughs> freezing yeah, that's in not... the fifties. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Freezing. Freezing for a, for someone from Florida.
0: Man. Yeah, Doomy, you have it real tough, dude.
2: I do, man. It's hard.
1: Fifties in January. The fucking the terror.
0: Yeah. So my stepson's car wouldn't start. the the battery was toast so we had to jump that this morning because he he works at two at uh, at Walmart so we had to get up this morning, jump the car go get a battery put the battery in the car and it's like zero degrees I'm wearing gloves trying to get the damn battery into the car with the wind blowing, oh it was fucking miserable I've had a horrible day so I'm glad we're doing this
1: Ouch. Well, hopefully this podcast makes it all better. So That's yeah. the plan. Yeah. All right. So, uh. Jay, what are we talking about on this episode?
0: Well, we are the Judas Priest cast. So welcome. I'm glad you asked. We have a lot of good stuff planned. Um, of course, we're going to spin the spinner. Well, we already spun the spinner. Yeah, and we so. came up with uh, the year 2003, so we're going to discuss some albums that were released in 2003. We each picked one. We don't yeah. know what each other picked, so that'll be interesting. We're going to start a new series today mm-hmm. on the Judas Priest cast that we're going to circle back to on occasion. Um, it's called tie to Metalized, 50 Years of Metal. All so right. i will I will explain that um, then we'll just generally bullshit because we're a bunch of bullshitters
1: absolutely.
0: and then we're gonna spin the spinner again to see what the spinner spits out um, yes. for the next episode. but what do you guys think of the surroundings? Right I heard now? a
1: good I heard a good band uh, rehearses here on occasion yeah, so. it's,
0: it's really friggin cold and run down though.
1: Yeah, so where where and tell the pe- tell the people where we are uh, where we are recording from.
0: We are coming to you live from Holy Joes in Winsbury. Winsbury. It's like Wednesday with a berry at the end. Anyway, it's in the Birmingham area, but Holy Joes was a deserted church with an attached school. It was originally called St. James, and it's located in Winsbury in the Birmingham area. Now, the caretaker of the property was Father Joe Husband, and he lived in the vicar house. And Father Joe needed to make some money for the property upkeep, so he decided to convert the school basement and the classrooms into a practice space for local bands, which is really cool. That's a killer idea. He was a thinker, that one. So K.K. Downing said, For a five-shilling price, you could show up and be as loud as you want, you know. <laughs> and so when the band showed up, Father Joe would yell out, Fares, please! or oh, come on, boys! I'm parched! So he would collect the money and immediately run around the corner to the local pub and get pissed off his ass. So he was using Father Joe's for money, basically. So after the early Judas Priest lineups had petered out and dissolved, Al Atkins, who was the only member of Priest left, it was basically his band, mm-hmm. who was looking for new members for the band. So he made his way over to Holy Joe's and heard a loud guitar sound. So he went to investigate and it turned out to be one Mr. K.K. Downing. Ian Hill was there and on drums was John Ellis and they're part of the band called Freight. So they were practicing at Holy Joe's. So interestingly enough, KK had tried out for priest a year prior, but he didn't get the gig. Well, he'd improved quite a bit by now, but as Al Atkins said, I don't think KK was a great guitarist, <laughs> but he looked the part and he could pull in the birds. Pull in the ladies he is a good looking bloke
1: well I say fuck Al Atkins <laughs> <laughs>
0: well of course K- this is when KK was a kid um, still
1: fuck Al Atkins you're talking KK downing
0: yeah well it is what it is so well he's improved quite a bit <laughs> but uh, so they all got together uh, Ian KK John Ellis and Al Atkins. And they gigged until Al eventually left the band, and KK and Ian Hill brought in one Mr. Robert Halford, whose sister was dating Ian Hill at the time. So Holy Joe is really where... Go ahead. What? Oh, I thought you said...
1: No, I was going to say, do you know know the story of how they found Halford? Like, do you know? Because... Uh, not to cut you off, but on a Loudwire interview, Halford said that his sister and Ian Hill, like when they came to, it's something along the lines of like when they came to ask him to join the band or whatever, he was taking a shower and singing along to Doris Day.
0: Yeah, that is what uh, KK Downing says. And Rob does not agree. Rob doesn't remember it like that at all. Rob
1: said it. Rob said it.
0: Well, according to his book, um,
2: I don't know, he there's, said, a, there's he said a
0: that's what KK said, and Rob doesn't remember it that way, but
2: there's a, know, a lab
1: wire, true. there's a lab wire interview of a uh, Wikipedia Factor Fiction or whatever with Rob, Glenn, and Richie. It was during the Redeemer of Souls era where Rob said that, like. That Ian and his sister came into his house while he was singing to Doris Day in the shower.
0: Yep, so. yeah, it it has that, that story in in Confess, Rob's so, book, as so well. So who to
1: believe, Rob but, or Rob?
0: Yeah, well, he in the book Confess, he says that uh, K.K. said he was singing to Doris Day, and then he mm-hmm. said he wasn't, but then you heard that interview, which contradicts everything. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's in
1: his 70s. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, um, typically, um, a typical evening at Holy Joe's, you'd have bands like Slade, Trapeze, which Glenn Hughes was in, Mm -hmm. Um, Robert Plant's Band of Joy, along with Priest. And rumor has it that Sabbath practiced there a couple times, but I can't confirm that So anyway that's a little about Holy Joes and of course If you listen to Deal with the Devil That song mm-hmm. Deal with the Devil Forged in the black country under blood red skies We all had our dreams to realize You know um, Drive Driving the, in that uh, transit down to Holy Joes so yeah They they used to have a old Ford Transit And there's stories mm-hmm. Behind that too Anyway, that's a little story about Holy Joes, where we're coming to you live today.
1: Yes. Run, run down, please. Uh, all us uh, us Yanks made it over to Britain to record. Uh, yeah, it's amazing how, there, I, how I so got there. The, I, the I, I shit, don't even have a pass The shit we do. <laughs> the, the shit <laughs> we do for the, the true battle <laughs> It's The it's, shit we're willing to <laughs> that what we're willing to do to give you quality content.
0: It's for the love of priest, man. <laughs> Damn right.
1: So did I even
0: introduce you? I don't
1: think I, I think did. I'm, I'm pretty sure most of them probably already know me. <laughs> I don't know. Squatch 767. Uh, seven. That sounds egotistical as shit coming out of my mouth, but <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's
0: all right. So... Tell us a little about yourself and you're gonna be called squashy from here on out because
1: that's what I call you. That's what I've always Yeah, that's me. what most that's what most people call me on Twitter. So I've uh I don't expect future squash to be the full thing people shoot out every time they refer to me on Twitter. So it's that is just too hard too many to say. syllables. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. It's too many it's too many syllables and I'm sure every time Doomy says squashy he cringes a little bit because he has to mention a vegetable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and his veggies. So uh, you do a you do a podcast.
1: Yes, I do have my own podcast. I run with my dad. He go he uh, his screen name's Nostradangit. He used to be on Twitter, but he's not. He's not on Twitter anymore, but we have a podcast called Hellbent for Records. We just do, like, record reviews every now and again. Talk about concerts we went to. Uh, we have some guests hosts on. We definitely got to have you two on. We absolutely need to have you guys on the show. But, so
0: shizzle-dizzle.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we'll,
1: we'll get you guys on sometime. Yeah. We, we don't have, like, a scheduled, like, upload. We're just like, hey, you want to record a podcast? Yeah, what do you want to talk about? So it's not, like, we, we record whatever we want, whenever we want, really. So, and it's a, we like to have guests on. We like to have different talking points from, and different opinions on the stuff we're talking about. We've talked about, uh, we talk, and for the Priest fans listening, we have Priest episodes. We talked about Screaming for Vengeance. We talked about Point of Entry. Uh, we've talked about Priest and some of the more news-centered episodes. And we did a Priest concert review when we saw them in 2022 at, uh, in Pennsylvania. And speaking of uh, Priest concerts in Pennsylvania, I'm going to see them again this year. We're both going to see them in Pennsylvania again. Nice. Uh, Got tickets. Everything ready to go? Yes, we did. Yes, we have. We are not. When we saw them in 2022, we were on the floor, 11 rows back on Andy's side. This time, we are on the uh, sides. We're not, we're not on the floor. We're on the like side seats, but we're low, like we're near the floor, and we're on Richie's side. So we got we got great seats for great it wasn't it wasn't that except like it was good price great seats and they're playing new jersey too but new jersey was caught was uh charging more for less good seats so you're like fuck it let's get we get better seats if we go to to reading pa so that's where we're heading for uh for priest and Sabaton's opening, but neither of us are Sabaton fans. Sorry, uh, Jay, I know you're a Sabaton fan. Well, yeah, I, I
0: picked that record, and actually I hadn't really listened to Sabaton that much prior to picking yeah. that record for the last episode, but I picked that record simply because I knew that they had a connection with Priest and that uh, they would be yeah, opening or- for him on the, on the first leg of the U.S. tour. So.
1: Yeah, we're probably not even gonna go in for them. <laughs> we don't know. We're still. We're definitely, of course, seeing Priest, but we're not. We're we're not so sure if we're gonna go in for Sabaton or not. But
0: yeah, play it by ear. You never know. Yeah. and they might blow yeah. you blow you away live. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some Sabaton songs that I'm that I uh, I can stomach. Like there's some Sabaton songs I think are all right, but most of their stuff is just not. I'm not a huge, huge power metal person. Like I like some power metal, like Halloween, and uh, and like Gamma Ray and shit like that. But I'm not like super, super into power metal. Now,
0: now, Squashy, you know that they do not want to be called a power metal band.
1: Well, fuck that! They're a power <laughs> metal band. I agree with I agree with Doomy a hundred percent on. Them. <laughs> That's like, that's like Def Leppard arguing, oh, we were never associated with With uh, a new wave of Brit. like, like, (laughs) Def Leppard, we were never associated with any form of hard rock or metal or whatever. It's like, dude, you were a hair metal band. (laughs) And in the early, and in the early days, you were a hard rock band. Own up to it.
0: Exactly right. So, uh, oh, go ahead.
1: Sabaton is a power metal band. They're not a unique form of metal or whatever the hell they want to call it.
0: Man, you have an excellent memory. I couldn't even remember what I wrote. And what they but wrote. I do.
1: But you oh. know, if they want if they want to call themselves something other than power metal, I have a perfect description for them. Want to hear it? Sure. Certainly.
2: Shit. <laughs> no, no, sure, no. They are not shit. Shit is creator and accept and Saxon. Fuck oh. you, fuck. I know Connor is uh,
1: is probably listening to this and just is just annoyed. Like he's probably gonna he's probably gonna DM me on Instagram <laughs> right after this episode comes out. Don't you talk shit about out Sabaton online?
0: <laughs> yeah, Jeff and I go round and round about my love for Accept and his hate for Accept, <laughs> but that's the um. way it is.
1: Yeah, and also, Jeff, you're completely wrong on Creator, except and Saxon. They
2: all rule. <laughs> I will take being wrong, even though I'm right. Uh, not nah, just kidding.
1: It's your opinion, but yeah, I, I just do not. I do not agree with that at all.
0: Well, a great uh, Accept song, I believe it's on Metal Heart, is called Wrong is Right. So, oh, there God. you go.
1: You're you're giving Doobie more firepower here. So. <laughs> firepower, yeah. great, uh, Speaking great. Of Priest, I, records, what do you think of uh, Invincible Shield? Um. Well, I'm actively awaiting the uh, the the album. The two singles that have been released so far, I love, I love, I and mean, like when Panic Attack first came out, it was like a freaking religious experience. It's like holy shit, new Judas Priest. So. I knew right off, and once that song first started, once I first heard it, I knew it was good. I heard it, like, 30 times alone in 2023. Wow. <laughs> so, like, you know how, like, streaming services have, like, the wrapped, like, the, the your most listened to songs of the year? Panic Attack came in at number one with, like, 30. So, yeah, I did like Panic Attack for... And trial by fire, I listened to a shit ton. I, I still have not burnt myself out on those songs. Nice. I still listen to, I still listen to them like every now and again. It's just like because also because I'm waiting for them to drop the third single. So I'm just like, I need as much new priest as I can get.
0: Yeah, that could be any time.
1: Yeah. So what? Quick question. What song do you think is dropping next? Because they revealed the whole track list. They revealed every song. What song do you think is dropping next?
0: Well, I'm hoping it's the song with that 20-second uh, little snippet.
1: Yeah, I'm saying, like, what title? It, it is. From what I've heard, it is that song. But what title? Like, what what song
2: do you think it
0: I is? I'm hoping that is Devil in Disguise.
2: Do you want me? Uh gates of hell
1: that was my initial thing because it was like a fast heavy song so i was like oh gates of hell fits perfectly with that sound but my uh for anyone who doesn't know i have an alternate account on instagram where it's just all invincible shield stuff it's like a fan a fan page um and i in my over obsession with this band I broke down what I thought Halford was saying in the lyrics of that little snippet, and he was, and it sounded like he was talking about characters. Like it was like, like the first line is like icons to their worlds, manifesting anger, conjurers of evil, something, something. And again, so I'm thinking it's either Sons of Thunder or Giants in the Sky, because he's talking about like these this group of just like monsters or something this group of like evil kind of
2: world destroying whatever the hell
1: it's good yeah. all we know is it
2: so i'm th- kind and... of weird for it to be uh sons of thunder because that's so far down the track list though
1: but another thing if you look on invincible shield wikipedia i don't like the wikipedia page for the new album i don't I have not found a source confirming this, but they put up the track list, like the track list and the run times. And the runtime, on according to Wikipedia, so take it with a little bit of a grain of salt because we don't know how true this is, the runtime for Sons of Thunder is two minutes and 58 seconds. And with a song with that type of riff that they showed off in that, that uh, preview thing, I feel like that would lend itself to a shorter song. Like, with that kind of speed and intensity in the riff, and with Halford's scream thing, I feel like it's going to lend it to a shorter song. So, wow. that makes sense. Yeah, you've also, really broken that down. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I have too much free time on my hands sometimes. <laughs> so, Squashy's
0: got too much time on his hands.
1: Yeah. But... Yeah, that's that's my prediction for the next uh, Priest tune, which should be dropping any day now. We're still, I'm still waiting.
0: Yeah, maybe next Friday.
1: Hopefully, you. I mean, Trial by Fire and Panic Attack were both announced on a Monday, so maybe mo- tomorrow something might be announced. But oh, Monday,
0: Okay, Yeah, I thought it was a Friday. I'm,
1: yeah. No, they were dropped on a Friday, but they were announced on Mondays.
0: Oh right. To- Get anticipation
1: going and all that. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. so every every Monday since like Trial by Fire dropped, I was like, I've been like refreshing the Judas Priest like Twitter page and shit, just waiting for something. So
0: that could be tomorrow, as we are primed and ready.
1: And recording
0: yes. On a Sunday.
1: At this point, I just want the whole album out already.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's tough to wait. Anticipation—it's making me wait. So, yeah. Jeff, what's going on in your world?
2: Uh, it's been a odd couple months. Um, November was excellent because um, we haven't recorded in a while. Um, I was actually able to go see one of my favorite bands up close and personal, uh, like right, right, right up front with them, and actually got to meet the band. Uh, restless spirit and right. uh i drove seven hours to go see them. What? uh they they played i don't know seven songs they blew me away live they're just incredible people and um thank you very much to paul the guitarist got to hang out with him for a while um just uh an incredible incredible experience like literally one of the best times of my life uh it was a very, very special um, concert, uh, one that I'm going to have memories of for the rest of my life. And you've
0: made an impact on them, because I see them uh, talking to you directly all the time on on the Twitters there.
2: Yeah, they uh, they wished me a good Sunday and nobody else today. Yeah, I saw that. that yeah, I saw awesome. that. I saw that.
0: <laughs> so fuck everyone else. Do me. Have a hell of a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty awesome. So what else is going on? You got uh, a new car.
2: I did. My uh, so um, December was kind of shitty. Uh, I got some bad health news and my car died. So I had to come up with a ton of money to handle both those, and then got the health stuff sorted out this month, and got a brand new car. Well, not a brand new car. It's a new used car, new to me. Uh, car uh, right before Christmas, and I love it. And things are just going absolutely great here. Killer. <laughs> good to hear
0: yeah, and it's nice and warm in Florida oh, yeah. freezing according to you
1: yeah but 50 degree weather would be perfect right now
2: so. yeah I am actually not, I, I like I don't like the super humid hot and so I'm very thankful that it's finally broken and we're just kind of chilling out and enjoying a nice cold spell I I can't stand <laughs> in, the in air. Force. You guys, you guys, in your below zero temperatures are just ridiculous.
1: Oh, I'm not. I'm not as bad as Jay. At least we have thirty degrees here. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh,
0: damn, in the fifties, I'd be wearing my wife beater out there with <laughs> shorts and barbecuing with with my 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 boobs, my man boobs, hanging out the side and everything. It'd be great. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, and people will not be able to get that image out of their minds.
1: Yeah, We're hurting I, that, I, I,
0: I hope nobody was eating. <laughs> 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 well, cool. I'm glad everything's going uh, well for you, dudes. Yeah, yeah I'm. Uh, yes, I'm. Nothing, nothing new with me. Just um, got a a new computer for Christmas. A hell of a deal according to Mm -hmm. my wife We we weren't supposed to uh spend any more money because we have a shit ton of grandkids that we spent all our money on but uh she found a computer that um was too good of a deal to pass up so she got it for me knowing that uh i needed a newer and better computer to learn how to edit And the last little laptop I had wasn't able, didn't have the the brain power um, to get any editing software, anything like that. So basically, uh, since Christmas, and we're recording, what's today, January 14th, um, so I've had had it for three weeks, and I've um, edited a couple of, well, I call it editing. I don't know. You you, you people have listened already, so <laughs> I don't know if it's really called editing, but I'm learning as I go. I mean, and I'm really tech technologically challenged. Um, apparently, t- English language challenge as well. But technical techn- no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any, Any day now. I'm challenged. we I'm challenged. Just encapsulates.
1: Right.
0: But anyway, so I'm learning how to edit, um, yeah. and it's it it'll it'll get better. I'm just it's yeah. trial and error. It's trial by fire, man.
1: So we are going to be making so many priests on throughout this episode. That's the plan, man. All right. So,
0: speaking of priests, one of my favorite songs is "The Sinner." Love that One joke. of mine
1: too. In my top ten.
0: So we've adapted here on Judas Priestcast, we've adapted the center to the spinner. So we spin the spinner every week, and then the spinner, of course, does not swallow its bits. And it spit out the year 2003, last time through. So what we're going to do is I'll pick a record from the year two thousand three which the spinner spit out and we're gonna mm-hmm. discuss that record and uh talk about other bands so we'll let our guest go first oh, okay. all right
1: so my my album uh, I know he's a fan of this band and uh it it really should be uh kind of obvious because I have to at home state with Overkill with the album Killbox 13 that came out March something of 20, 2003. I don't remember, I don't remember the exact date, but Killbox 13, it was kind of there for a while through the 90s. They were kind of experimenting with like groove metal and kind of experimenting with that kind of groovier sound like you hear on like Necro Shine and from the underground and below and that. And uh, I like those albums. I definitely like those albums, especially like Necroshine. I think that uh, what's the one before it? Killing Kind. That's yep. before From the Underground Below. That one's really good. Uh, Bloodletting. Bloodletting's good, but it's not like suit like one of my favorites. Like it's probably my least favorite Overkill album. But like those are like, and I like From the Underground Below. Like there's, I, I put it short. I like every album. I don't think they've put out a bad album. I know Doomy will disagree with me there. Because uh, Doomy doesn't like uh, 80s overkill. But, right. but
2: fuck you. for. <laughs> so, well, I like, obviously, I like my music on the uh, slower side. Yeah. So, uh, but,
1: but, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Killbox Thirteen was kind of them going back to the thrash of like um, them going back to that, and I'm I'm shocked Doobie must likes this album because you know it's actually kind of it's got fast songs on it. But it does. Like it's got like uh, like damned. I think damned is a great deep cut from the album. Probably my favorite song. I love uh, let me pull up the track list because I I love the the closer from the album. Uh, I rise. Yes. I rise yeah. Unholy
2: is great. Unholy no, is my favorite. Uh, it, uh I like Struck the, the last three, Struck Down, Unholy, oh, I Rise yeah. are just a fucking fantastic three-song oh my, song set. Oh my
1: god. Devil by the Tail is a great opener. No lights. It's kind of, I wouldn't call it a ballad, but it's like like it's definitely not like years of decay ballad, but like it's kind of it's a little more moody, but I like I love it. Crystal clear is great, the sound of dying. Until I Die. It's a, I mean, if you love Thrash, you'll love Overkill. That's, uh, unless you unless you can't get past Bobby Blitz's voice. But, uh, and the connection, because I know we have to connect our albums to Judas Priest in some way. Overkill, all of them have said how much they love Judas Priest and how much Priest is an influence on them. And they've, they covered Tyrant on a, coverkill their cover album uh bobby blitz and one a, in a loud wire i think one of the metal publications articles of like 10 albums that changed my life or whatever bobby blitz put sad wings a destiny and if i could find that that article i'd read off uh, what exactly he said but uh i won't bore y'all but
0: that but, is my favorite
1: album of all time so yeah. he's a smart if, dude. It's one of the best fucking Priest albums. I mean, it's it was the birth of Priest as we know it. Yep. And oh, for sure. I mean, pretty much. I, I love everything except Epitaph on that album. Epitaph is kind of a turd. I know Jay's about to murder me for that, but
0: yeah, I'm gonna throw a beer mug right here at uh, Holy <laughs> Joe's at you. But now I, I think what they were going for on epitaph queen. is yeah it's just kind it's of a queen theme.
1: absolutely queen worship but and i like queen i love queen but i don't know i don't think you can do queen unless you're queen so but but yeah uh overkill killbox 13 if you haven't heard it definitely play it it's overkill's return to their thrash roots and my my favorite songs, like i said damned and i rise and unholy would probably be my favorites on killbox.
0: Excellent! Excellent! Just excellent, Jeff. What did we come up with, man?
2: Well, my album is a little bit of an... uh Well, it's obviously suits me perfectly. Um, okay, it's so not one that we talk about a lot. It's five uh, beats per minute. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Occasionally going up to six, six and a half. All right. Sounds it's like a band album. called Place of Skulls. what I the heard, album is with Vision. When I heard.
1: The- i thought you were gonna say paradise lost
2: they didn't release anything in
1: 2003
2: okay and i'm gonna try and wait for the spinner to spit out 1993 before i talk about that 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 particular band
1: was is that when they released icon
2: or whichever yes
1: you you worship
2: yeah it's icon All all right so place of skulls is a band formed by victor griffin and he was the guitarist for one of the earliest doom metal bands, a band called Pentagram. And the connection, real fast, is Pentagram opened up for um, Judas Priest in 1979 on the Hellbent for Leather tour. Awesome. Holy
0: shit. Wow.
2: Yeah. So, the Place of Skull's album is called With Vision. It's incredible. It actually has another uh, doom metal uh, legend on it called Scott Wino Weinreich. Uh, who also was on the most recent um, *Restless Spirit* album. So lots of connections. Uh, this particular album by Place of Skulls is my favorite of theirs. Uh, it had the the, it's uneven. Um, the first half up to uh, the seventh track, which is *Silver Chord Breaks*. Up to then, it's excellent, and then it just kind of peters out real fast. Um, but there's a song called *Long Lost Grave*, which is a Told from the point of view of a soldier being shot. And oh. it's heavy, and it's mournful, and it's just a an, an incredible track. Uh, one of my favorite songs of all time. Wow. so High praise. Yeah. That, that, uh, it's not a band I talk about a lot. Victor Griffin himself has some problems, and uh pentagram is, is uh, led by a guy named um, Bobby Liebling. And he's he's problematic. He's he's not a good guy. So, oh, so we
1: both picked bands led by bobbies.
2: Yeah. So yeah. who's the singer of your band there, uh, Jay? Well, and is it a third Bobby?
0: It it is not a Bobby or yeah. or a, or a policeman. There there are bobbies right outside of Holy Joe's right now, protecting us from all our fans. But uh, <clears throat> I'm an idiot i heard Um, connor
1: i heard connor warman's trying to get into here he's like hey i'm only i'm only however many minutes away london is from holy joe's
0: (laughs) come on over man (laughs) There's, there's room for everyone that'd be awesome party down man so um my pick for a 19 or a 20 or a 2003 wow My pick is Fallen by Evanescence. Wow. Now, Evanescence formed in 1994 in Little Rock, Arkansas. And Amy Lee and Ben Moody formed the band. Now, Fallen is their debut record and sold over 4 million copies in the first 10 months it was out. So I basically dig every song on this record. There's no skips, in my opinion. Every song I love, I know intimately. I listen all the time. Um, they're kind of a alt hard rock or hard pop or Yeah, yeah. The, I, I,
1: mean, I mean, I can describe them in one word, but Jay would get mad at me for it, so I'll, re, I'll refrain.
0: Yeah, it starts with an S and a T, huh?
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But to be I, fair, I've only heard. To be fair, I've only heard like a handful of Evanescence songs, and what and the only one I remember is the freaking, the popular one that wake me up inside or whatever. Yeah, was. yeah, that's
0: on that's on this record, Fallen, and that's probably my Rings. least favorite on the record. Yeah. Um, so Amy Lee in this album, Fallen, is having a lot of trouble breathing apparently. Um, She's either taking her last breath or drowning or needs to breathe or someone needs to breathe life into her or every it seems like every song she's having trouble breathing for whatever reason. Uh She's mm-hmm. also crying a lot on this album. A lot mm-hmm. of crying, a lot of not being able to breathe.
1: And it was early. It was early 2000s. Uh-oh. Hmm?
0: Uh Oh, oh, never mind. I thought, a I, I thought my computer went to, went to crap. Um, so, um, yeah, she's, it seems like on every song she's on the verge of suicide and it just breaks my heart. I just want to take her in my arms and comfort her. I love everything about Amy Lee. I love her talent. I love her beautiful angelic voice. I love her dimples. I love her beautiful eyes. I love her little sausage fingers. I love her cellulite, everything. I just love <laughs> everything about her.
1: And if I make sure your wife doesn't listen to this episode, man.
0: Oh, she, she'll never listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have no problem. And she already knows how I feel about, uh, about Amy Lee. Anyway, um, to me, what? Amy Lee is the most attractive woman in the world. Anyway, right around the time this record came out, I was separated from my first wife and having an online affair with a chick from Arkansas that I met on a Judas Priest chat site. Coincidentally. Wow. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. And she she loved uh, this album as well because she was from Arkansas. That didn't last very long. And it was only online. She was fun, though. So Evanescence has been on the same festival bill with Priest on several occasions. And will be on the same bill this summer at the Sonic Temple Festival in Ohio. But it's very rare that you'd see them on the same bill unless it is a big festival, because mm-hmm. they're they're totally different. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just I just love that record, and uh, their next record, The Open Door, I believe, is what it's called, is pretty damn good too. Call Me When You're Sober, um, a couple other songs on that record are really good. I just like the band. And I, I don't know if it's because I love Amy Lee's voice, because that that is really the highlight of Evanescence for me, is, is her voice. The music is average and basic, but man, I just love her. I love her voice. Love everything about her. So that is my pick. Surprise, surprise, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah, it is not yeah, what I got I a shock ex- for you, Jay.
1: Not what I was expecting. Absolutely not what I was expecting. But
2: uh, go off.
0: Yeah, and you and you think it's shit, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna beat your ass too.
2: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so that was fun. We have Overkill, Killbox thirteen, uh, and we ha- have uh, Place of Skulls is the band. Yeah. What, what was the album?
2: with vision, Af- with, vision. with vision
0: with vision okay
1: so i'm assuming with. three very different bands
2: Yep. yeah pretty much now okay so i've not the heard three bands i have seen two of them live really one of them is not place of skulls you have wow. not you've seen evanescence i did Wow. How was it?
0: Where? When? How? Who? Where? Why?
2: I think it was. It was here in Florida. I think it was off their second album uh, when they were touring for that. They still seemed like a really young band. I think Ben Moody had just left the band, um, and Amy Lee had no stage presence. So that's why I feel like it was a really long time ago. Um, uh, and yeah, I, it was probably two thousand four, two thousand five, maybe two thousand six. Wow. Yeah, I was I was I kind of like Evanescence they hit that same um uh musical need as like Nightwish does for me but not in the same quality at all for me. They they're a little more uh, American typical metal um but they they were fine uh you know and like I said it did seem like they were they just graduated up to arena rock or arena-level um, venues, and so they didn't seem like they had any stage presence whatsoever. Wow.
0: But, but you got to hear that beautiful, angelic voice.
2: Yeah, she... So... <sighs> Amy Lee has an incredible voice. She spends way too much of her time as a singer in a higher stress, stressful register for me. I am... my The type of singers that I like are relaxed singers and she is a very stressful singer and so yeah but she does yeah. have an incredibly gorgeous voice
0: yeah yeah i could totally see that as far as the the stressfulness and that might wear on you after a while little have you on edge
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: cool so yeah three totally different albums i've heard cool. uh, some of the overkill Place of Skulls, this is the first time I've ever even heard of it. Yeah, I've never heard
1: of Place of Skulls.
0: So that's awesome.
1: But I congratulate all three of us on not mentioning Dance of Death. So Yes.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Because fuck that. that album.
0: Oh, here we go,
2: Squash. (laughs) Sorry. I I, I like Dance of Death's covers. Fuck (laughs) (laughs) y'all. You like the album cover? I do. It's one of my favorite artists of all time. On what
1: planet? On what planet? Okay, okay, I'll give you this. There is an edited version of the cover without all the digital people on it. That's kind of cool. Like, there's a a cover where it's just the, the Eddie... And there's like four like hooded figures behind him. There's none of those digital avatar things. There's no Kiss avatars behind them. But, uh, which is,
2: that one's kind of cool. But you like the version with like the CGI people? I do prefer the version that you mentioned. I have seen that. It is a much better version. I understand that it's goofy as fuck. But it, one of my favorite bands is Cathedral. The artist who did that, that cover, Dance of Death, is the artist that did all the Cathedral albums. And they're different, and they're unique, and they're striking. And yeah, Dance of Death is a little over-complex. I mean, a lot uh, over-complex. But it's I I like that style.
1: Isn't there like a baby with a mask riding a tiger on the Dance of Death? Yes, there is. It's a
2: little goblin. Shut the fuck up. (laughs)
1: Ride the
2: tiger. Nice. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Holy Diver, a better album cover. Oh yeah a better album cover than uh the dance of death has.
2: yeah fine no, I'll, take, holy... I'll take the I, I will take the fact that I've got I've got the loss here it's my my L yeah that is <laughs> <laughs> that is
1: absolutely yours but... never gonna live it down. nope so
0: we have a new series starting yes. on uh, the Judas priest cast. And we'll circle back to it on occasion. Um, and it's called tie dyes to Metalized, 50 Years of Metal. So we've broken down Priest's career into four eras. And in tie dyes to Metalized, we'll explore those eras and associate songs to match the theme of the episodes, tie dyes to Metalized Subject Matter. So today's subject is songs that encapsulate each era In, did i say that encapsulate encapsulate songs that encapsulate each era so we'll each pick a song from an era that encapsulates that era of priest and we'll make a playlist at the end and see if it's a killer playlist so the eras of priest for tie to to And for this podcast going forward, um, four eras, 70s, 80s. 80s with the caveat that the 80s will include the album Painkiller. So British Steel all the way through Painkiller is the 80s. 70s is self-explanatory. The next era is Breakup Era. So Breakup Era includes The Ripper Records. Uh, Halford solo projects, Fight 2, and Glenn Tipton's record, Baptism of Fire, uh, includes anything during the breakup era. And the fourth era is, of course, the reunion era. So we have 70s, 80s, breakup, and the reunion era. So what we're going to do is each pick a record. Or a song, I should say, that encapsulates that era of Priest. Sound cool?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right on. So I guess we're gonna go in order here. Let's uh, let's let our guests go first.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I, I, have, era? I have three that really like. They all belong on the in this, but I feel like. The one that encapsulates it most is absolutely, and I mean it makes a fitting start with the intro. Victim of changes. Oh, you little turd. Yeah, and I, I mean it. That was absolutely going to be uh, someone who's going to pick it because it's fucking victim of changes. But uh, I mean, what what does there need? What needs to be said about victim of the changes? Really, it's 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 their day it's their stairway to heaven it's their epic their masterpiece it's their i think it's their best song of the 70s my second favorite priest song overall uh behind the hellion electric eye which is my favorite Uh, i mean everything about the song is damn perfect from the the great intro the great dual guitar intro to the riff halford's best vocal performance and i think Hands down, the best version of the song is undoubtedly Unleashed in the East. I mean, that, that version just, that version just, oh, my God. You, you, you don't get better than that. But, uh, yeah, that I think there's really not much that needs to be said as to why Victim of Changes encapsulates uh, 70s Priest pretty well. I mean, that is was, the
0: perfect pick, man. My favorite yeah. Priest song ever.
1: My, well, History can.
0: of Priest.
1: Yeah, it's so, fucking, it's fucking phenomenal. From "Sad
0: Wings of Destiny," 1976. Excellent yes. pick. I'm yes. pissed at you. Yeah. Uh, it, it will be a killer way to kick off this record. It's
1: impossible. Extra. It's impossible for people who converse with me to not get pissed at me at something. So. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, sure. alri- I'm already pissed off at you from the beginning of the episode till now, so might as well keep yeah. it up, <laughs> you, little, you little shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> 70s era, a song that encapsulates the 70s era.
2: All right, so, Jay, what's your 70s? Let's see. Uh, uh, oh, J- yeah. J-
1: Jeff doesn't want his stolen. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, you want me to go next? Okay. I, I see how you roll. Um, well, I'm going to go
1: with Exciter. Oh, fuck. That was the other one I had planned. Yeah. Yeah. Stay oh, class, we're on the, 1978. Let's see, if, let's see if the third one, we're on the same brainwave.
0: It, we, we very well could be. Mm-hmm. So Exciter is pretty much a precursor to speed metal and thrash metal, I think. Absolutely. Les Binks drumming on this track is fucking phenomenal. Um, and Les actually came up with the drum intro at a sound check, um, during the Sin After Sin tour. Um, he just was, you know, they're doing sound check. He just came up with that drum beat and, uh, the dudes looked over and said, Les, that is awesome. So they incorporated that, uh, into Exciter. Um, and Les was inspired by Ian Pace of Deep Purple and the song Fireball. Which many people consider the first speed metal song, and I, I tend to agree. Fireball is pretty much a speed metal song. Um, Glenn's extremely fast riff is epic, of course. Um, Rob's wailing vocals are amazing. Um, it's amazing how many words Rob packs into the verses in that song.
1: <laughs> listen, listen to like the title track of Stained Class and all like the. The intricate way, like, especially on that album, he has a lot of, like, intricate word, word vomit, I guess you could say. Like, he has a lot of different, like, words and, like, these big words that he incorporates into uh, all his lyrics.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how many words he, he gets in. That whole album is just full of a million lyrics. It's amazing so yeah i mean exciter's just a mainstay it's just awesome um of course the song has religious overtones that priest visits very often i mean from Uh, day one we've always had religious overtones um and i think exciter's one of priests most influential songs
1: absolutely
0: yeah i think it and especially that album i think Stain class is the first pure metal album and inspired so many different genres and um so many different bands that whole album but uh, especially exciter and it's Mm -hmm. a hell of a way to kick off a record i
1: mean you have songs like that or like burn from deep purple or like symptom of the universe from sabbath or light in the black from rainbow all these songs that absolutely had influence on the speed metal and the thrash metal and the heavier. Like, it was all the stuff that was, like, at that time was like thrash metal.
0: Yep, you're exactly right. Exactly right.
1: Like no way one was, to sum it up. No one was playing that type of drums at Frick in 78. Over, uh, Motorhead's Overkill was 79, I think, right? Wasn't Motorhead's Overkill 79? I, I believe so. So yeah that type of drumming wasn't super common
0: no not at all and um when priest recorded uh sin after sin with simon phillips
2: he brought in the
0: the the double bass and then Mm -hmm. when of course simon was you know just a session drummer so he already had a gig um so he couldn't tour with them so they the priest wanted to make sure that their next drummer um would be a master of, of double bass double kick so that's why they that's one of the reasons why they got less plus he's a kick-ass drummer so
1: yes and i have right. i have i have to know this before we move on do me is exciter your least favorite on staying class because it's the fastest
2: oh oh absolutely not no uh <laughs> staying class is a very very consistent album i actually don't know if i have a, like a, a least favorite but exciter is one of the top ones i love exciter so much Shocking! No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right, me. what's your what's your '70s pick? It falls right in line with you three, with you two. It's Dissident Aggressor. Oh fuck yes. Yep. Uh, so Jay was talking about how Exciter was influential on speed metal on um, on the on the next album, Well, Dissident Aggressor is from the previous album, and mm-hmm. it's it, you know it was covered by Slayer. It is a extremely influential song absolutely uh, it's it, it's it like announced the birth of priest as a true metal band getting away from the proggy aspects of the first couple albums mm-hmm.
1: and i'd argue it's one of the heaviest songs of the decade
2: of yeah. the 70s I mean, it's, it's up just, there with super and children of the grave yeah yeah you wouldn't have to argue
1: at all yeah that's that's Exactly and, like, right. and, like, Kill the King and shit like that. Yeah. Like...
0: Oh, great song. We just named a bunch of great songs. <laughs>
1: we so, did. Uh, well, that's because so... 70s metal's great, so.
0: Exactly right. So, uh, we're going to do Snake Draft form. So, Jeff, you're up again. 80s. All uh, right.
1: Wait, can I say what my third song was for 70s before? Sure. sure. I My third song, probably the most important Free song, pro- probably I guess, because it's a staple of their set list. Hellbent for leather. I know Jeff is face palming right now. But... That
0: that that was my that was my pick too. I had four, and yeah. we've named we've named three, and then my fourth was Hellbent for
1: leather. So Jeff, Jeff we are quiet. all on the same page. Jeff, stay quiet because Hellbent for leather rules.
2: Uh, yeah, I will stay quiet. So uh, my three were. If, <laughs> My three were uh, uh, Victim of Changes, um, The Ripper, and uh, uh, Vic- Distant Aggressor. So, Ooh, Ripper, we covered. We had the, we had the same ideas on everything.
1: I also had Sinner as one of them, and Tyrant. So I had five. Tyrant. Okay. I, I had five because Tyrant is a is one. I I mean that I think really did showcase where metal was going because it had that. I think. Basically, the future of metal were, was in songs like Victim of Changes and Tyrant. Yeah. Could not agree more. Let's
2: get to the 80s now, Jeff.
1: Sorry for that little.
2: Yeah. I am skipping over most of the 80s because that is my least favorite priest time. And I'm going straight Ooh. to the Painkiller album. And yes. Big, surprise. Big surprise. Going with Between the Hammer and the Anvil, which is you just bitch. a face melter of a song.
1: You bitch, that was one of mine.
2: <laughs>
1: all right, now I can't pick something.
2: All right, so, Jade, back to you.
0: All right, so a song that encapsulates the 80s era, which is really when Priest became Priest, I mean, as, as far as you know, being played on the radio all the time, and um, they're just kind of this little weird band from England and then they kind of blew up in the 80s with uh, british steel so i'm gonna go with uh breaking the law
1: oh and i i had one from from uh, british steel too so.
0: yeah so the song basically brought Priest their first real commercial success um so when non-metal fans think of Priest, they think of breaking the law a lot of people think of, like breaking the law you got another thing coming painkiller you know, those are kind of synonymous with Priest. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it was a staple on MTV in the 80s. It uh, was on The Simpsons, which is awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with, cha- uh, with changed lyrics.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, one of the songs Priest played at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, which is cool. Uh, I don't think it's ever been left off a set list. It's always on there. Nope. Um uh, if i never hear breaking the law again i would not miss it <laughs> cuz i've heard it 10 million times but it's a song that perfectly encapsulates the 80s priest in my all right.
1: opinion all right so i had i had three songs picked but i can't pick any of the three because one of them uh, one of them would only make sense if it was the opening to what uh, to this whole uh, song experiment thing, which is of course "Helly" and "Electric Eye," but I'm not gonna pick that because it's not gonna be opening our album. Another was "Steeler," but you picked a song off British Steel, so I can't pick that. And another was the song "Painkiller," but Jeff picked a song off "Painkiller," so I can't pick that. So sure, you I'm can. Like, you can do whatever but, you want, man. I can i I'm. Too, I want variety in our. I want variety. So I'm. I'm picking a Stone Cold Priest classic from Defenders of the Fame, The Sentinel. Beautiful. It is I mean, Priest is known for the character songs. Priest is known for having those story-driven, like like I said, character songs where they create these metal these metal monsters and shit. And the Sentinel is perfect. Great vocal performance. Great the dueling guitar solos in that song, the riffs on that song, the lyrics paint a very, like I said, metallic picture of this sentinel warrior type character, right? Uh it's just it's a perfect song to represent not just 80s priest, but priest overall, because it's got all the elements of the the band in
2: it. It's a fantastic choice. The Sentinel is a is is a classic song, and mm-hmm. as you were as you said, the the character songs by Priest are some of the more fun songs, long-lasting songs. They're they're great. So mm-hmm. good choice.
0: Yes. Excellent pick, man. Excellent pick. It's a fucking classic. They should play it. They should be on every set list.
1: It makes its ways. It makes it. It comes back into the set every now and again. So.
0: Yep. Hopefully, it'll make its way on when you see them.
1: Oh yeah, I'd love to see that
0: live so breakup era you're still up squashy
1: okay um i mean a part of a part of me wants to pick a ripper owen song but a part of me wants to pick a halford song so but i want, and in true priest fashion i'm gonna pick a deep cut from the halford era from the uh, the halford solo album which i don't know how many people know of this song's existence and that is a song, a bonus track from Resurrection, called "Sad Wings."
0: Oh, dude, I love it's a that. Great
1: song. choice. Holy
0: yeah. fuck, does
1: this song rip? Oh my god. The only version I can find on on any of my like streaming is the the live version from in from a uh, live Insurrection or whatever. So that's like the and it's like God, I want that on every version of Resurrection. That should have been on the album.
0: Oh, it should it should have? Been. I love that song every
1: fucking rips. I love every song on Resurrection. But if you were to take like Twist off of it and put Sad Wings, I would not complain. If sad shit, if you just added Sad Wings as the closer, I would not complain. Yeah, because that oh. song is just perfectly Priest, even though it's under Halford. It's per, and I feel like if you were to give it seventies production, I could see it on Sad Wings. Because like it reminds, it has like that kind of tyranny type thing. It, it
0: totally does. Just the guitar work oh. on that song.
1: and I love the chorus of that song. It would just have her go, yelling,
2: sad wings of destiny,
1: that kind yeah. of thing. Just, oh my God. Could you imagine if, if that was on Angel Retribution or something? Could you imagine if he gave that to Priest? Oh my God.
0: Dude, yeah, that that is a deep cut. Man, I did not see that one coming, but a killer pick. killer pick, Squash. In
1: in true Priest fashion, because we all know Priest loves the deep cuts, so
2: I had to pick a deep cut.
0: That is fucking awesome. Excellent pick. Excuse me.
2: So, Jay, your breakup pick.
0: Yeah, so I went with uh, something from Fight from the War of Words album, okay. Into the Pit. Fuck
1: yes. 1993. Fuck
0: yes. So this song has Shrieky Rob in it, uh, mm. kind of the Shrieky Rob that carried over from Painkiller, and he continues um onto the Halford albums and then some of the Reunion era as well. But, of course, Mosh Pits back in 1993 were all the rage, you know, in the early 90s, there were a shit ton of mosh pits everybody's getting hurt and everything um this record also features rush russ parish um which who's satchel from steel panther yes and he is fantastic
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he also attended my high school at the same time i went there so, oh wow yeah we hung out on on certain occasions we ran in different circles um that was just a a stoner and he was <laughs> a little more serious obviously a killer guitar player but we ran in different circles i you know hung out with him at, at keggers and stuff like that he played at a couple keggers um so he's he's a great guy excellent guitar player just fucking shreds um so this is the first song off the first record that rob put out without priest uh war of Words, 1993 um so it's very 90s, heavy riffage. Rob's voice is fucking killer. So uh, yeah, Into the Pit. It encapsulates the breakup era for me.
1: Yes, An- another great song off uh, War of Words is the one that follows it, Nailed to the Gun.
0: Yes, yeah, Track I think that's track two or three, yep. Yeah. Uh, I almost went with that one too, but I figured oh. I'd go with the first song since it's the first song on the first record robbed it without priest
1: also uh, again another great a deep cut is the hidden track jesus saves yep that's like yep. 13, 13 minutes after reality ends it's like it's like it goes into jesus saves or whatever great song
0: yeah excellent record i mean the mm-hmm. fight and the halford stuff is just killer
1: all right jeff
2: well you guys covered four songs off of that album fight war of words I'm bringing in a fifth. My okay, fifth so is... none of us acknowledge Ripper Owens. No, fuck him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Should we pick a
2: Ripper Owens song just to be like... I, maybe. Maybe next time. I Let's
0: had be... I had Jugulator as one of my picks. Actually. I had
1: Cathedral Spires. Yeah, I knew you'd go with that one. I okay. love that song. I'm not a huge fan of Jugulator, but I love Cathedral Spires.
2: It's a brilliant song. All right, Jeff. So my my pick is a shockingly slower mid-paced, crunchy as fuck riff. I know. I did what
1: not see you're that one about. I know. I know it. I know which one you're talking about.
2: Go ahead and guess, Squashy. Is it Contortion? It's fucking Contortion. Knew it. That song, that song hits everything that I want in a song. It is crunchy it is thick it is and uh rob is sounds aggressive he's not nearly as screechy as it as he is on the rest of the album uh it's it's one of my favorite songs of all time
0: wow high praise
2: yeah
1: i mean it's a a great fucking album so i can't argue yeah
0: no argument here great pick great fucking pick these are all three of these picks are deep cuts
2: yeah it's really cool all, All right, right Jeff, so you're, this, you're still up oh, again. Reunion era. Yeah, and I am not going to go with a deep cut on this. I am going, the thing that sums it up for me is a song, Revolution, the first single from the first album of the I'd reunion call, era.
1: I'd call that a deep
2: cut. It's a first, it's a single. How can yeah, be but deep no set? one knows it. Oh, okay, yeah, true. No one
1: knows it. Uh,
2: that's that's good true. But this is a great song. Uh, it, You know, it's... It just sounds like they're back. Um, it uh, yeah, it still has a little bit of the '90s feel to me of like the production and and the songwriting, but it's not quite a. It's it is the beginning of a new era for Priest.
1: I I listened to Angel Retribution today, and well, first off, great album. I love it. I love it. Pretty much every song on Angel Retribution, except for Eulogy. Yes, I even like Loch Ness. Uh, I love Loch Ness. Loch Ness is the best song on the album. Re- okay, I'm not going that far, but I love Loch Ness. I do love Loch Ness. Uh, but- well, that
0: that makes two of you. I can't stand that
1: song. But yeah, Re- Revolution is like what? That and The Rage are the only two songs that you can actually hear Ian Hill's bass on. And <laughs> Oh, yeah, and the live version of Tyrant on Unleashed in the East. So that's yeah. three songs. <laughs> that's yeah, three that's songs. True. Or you can hear Ian Hill's bass. So shout out to Ian Hill.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, i we bullshit so much I forgot where we where we were. So reunion. revolution. All right, perfect. Um, so I guess I'm going next. Uh, when I think reunion era, I think Judas Rising. Wow. Angel of Retribution, 2005. The yeah. Return of Rob. So it really kicks off with a vengeance, an awesome way to kick off the reunion era. The first song you hear off the first record of the era. Um, and I'm always a sucker for a good KK solo.
1: I oh, fuck yes, the, the solo on that song.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, the solo on Judas Rising is my one of my top two. I think the the outro on Beyond the Realms of Death and the solo Judas Rising are my top two KK solos ever, and I love me a good KK solo. Um, So I love the fade-in intro into the heavy kind of double bass drums there, Um, killer riff, heavy mid-tempo banger, killer vocals, patented Halford Scream, of course. Um, just a hell of a way to kick off the reunion era. One of my favorite songs. I'd love to see it live. Um,
1: I saw it live.
0: Yeah, you asshole.
1: <laughs> they played it when I saw them uh, in 2022. Fantastic. I, ha-
0: I still hate you. I, I mean, I've been <laughs> hating I, on you this whole episode. <laughs> I hate you too.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that is, kidding, that
0: is a crap band. You too.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, fuck them. Fuck yeah. them. Oh, yeah. So,
0: uh, Judas Rising,
1: banger, nice, squashy. All right, so there's a couple things I could have picked. Um, I mean, a part of me wanted to pick Panic Attack because you know the Judas free song, but I was like, it, we need to let Invincible Shield prove itself, so I didn't go with that. I wanted to pick Hell Rider, but y'all picked Angel Retribution songs. I wanted to pick Deal with the Devil, but you guys play picked Angel Retribution songs. Um, but I'm going to go with another kind of deep uh, from uh, this, this era, Flamethrower from
2: Firepower. Oh, excellent. Good choice.
1: I love that
0: song. That's one of my that, off that, I, that is probably my favorite off that record.
1: Firepower for me was one of those albums that I had rotating favorites. Like at one point, it was fucking Necromancer. At one point, it was the title track. At one point, it was Traitor's Gate. Now, Flamethrower is my favorite. Because to me, that is the most, like, classic pre-sounding song since, like, Defenders of the Faith, or Screaming for Vengeance. Like, it sounds, like, total, just, like, it sounds, like, totally like, the fast stuff you hear on, like, those two albums I just mentioned. Like, it's just the riff in that song. I hope, I hope they bring, they bring, they bring it out for, uh, fucking invincible shield i because they brought out never the heroes which wasn't played on the firepower tour so hopefully hopefully they bring out like flamethrower or something because oh if they played that live
0: yeah that's an excellent choice love that song and i think you're right that song would fit perfectly on defenders or screaming for vengeance it it would drop right right on in there i don't know how i don't
1: know how it wasn't a single for firepower like i don't know how they didn't why they didn't release that as one of the three as one of the singles that song just perfectly encapsulates everything about that that album and just the pre-sound
0: totally agree awesome so
1: nice.
0: tie dyes to metalize 50 years of priest yes. heavy metal
1: So Uh, what's our album?
0: Our first series, our first foyer, foyer, our first try. Anyway, this killer album
1: starts
0: (laughs) off with Victim of Changes. Yes. Right into Exciter, into Dissident Aggressor, Between the Hammer and the Anvil.
1: (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Three speed metal tunes all in fricking... Yep, then we'll
0: uh, get the crowd going with Breaking the Law. Okay. Then The Sentinel. And then nice. Sad Wings.
1: Oh. Deep, deep
0: cut. Oh, sad. I, I,
1: I, this, I love that song. I had to pick it.
0: Oh, yeah. Good pick. Uh, straight Into the Pit. And then we'll uh, let Doomy get his contortion on. Then we'll go into Revolution. Judas Rising and we'll close the album with flamethrower. Oh Yeah, that's
1: a that that's a ten out of ten album right there. That that is a first day purchase. Ten
0: out ten out of ten hellions. Yes.
1: For,
0: yeah, I think the weakest link is breaking the law, but other than that, yeah. Yeah ten out of ten
1: hellions for this I kill. love breaking the law, so I I'm not complaining. Breaking the law is classic. Yeah, that's true. Do, do me, stay quiet.
2: <laughs> Not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> so killer. I think that went over well. That
1: al- I'd love to see that as a set list. Yeah. Got a couple more at the end. That'd be. Killer. Could you? Could you imagine if like one of us put like parental guidance on the album?
2: <laughs> I, I honestly, God, I was thinking about it because <clears throat> if it's a song that sums up that era. I mean but but there is good stuff in the 80s so I couldn't just on say on what all planet the 80s
1: on what planet does parental guidance sum up 80s priests when you have songs like Screaming for Vengeance and Stealer and Solar Angels and all that
2: Agreed uh, that, that's why I didn't go that direction um but yeah
1: <laughs> Do me what? find find me the similarity between
2: Screaming for Vengeance and
1: we don't need no no, no, no. Parental guidance. Find me the similarity.
2: Well, let's let's just say there's an album of of uh, uh, parental guidance-ish songs that we would just don't mention here.
1: Okay. I mean, it's got two good songs on it, but
2: that's a story for another day. That's stretching it.
1: Out in the cold is fantastic. I don't want to hear it.
2: Okay. Out in the cold is not fantastic. You heard it.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: I kind of like Locked In.
1: Oh,
2: like that. oh, that's a turn. <laughs> All right, Let's not turn this into a uh, shit on the key, turbo. you
1: key to my heart. You're,
2: you're yeah.
0: no Rob Halford, man. I know. So, it's time. We've been fucking around long enough. Let's spin the spinner! And see what uh, album were you going to discuss on the next episode. Now, The Spinner has the years 1974 through today, which Rockarola through Invincible Shield, and all the years in between. We're going to spin The Spinner. Sacrifice to vice. What year will suffice for The Spinner? So we're going to spin that. Check it out. Let me get on my phone here and spin The Spinner hear
2: it Oops, yeah we hear it nice what do we got any guesses 1993
0: 1987 oh. oh jeff was very close missed it by one year 1994 oh Anything come to mind from 1994?
1: The look on Jeff's face. When he, oh, shit. The look, the, look, the look on Jeff's face when he's won away. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. The look on his face. He's like. <laughs>
0: oh, you could, you could see
1: us squashy yeah yes. oh, yeah we just, I can't just have see my cam- yeah my camera but the look on Jeff's face yeah when, it, when you said 1994
2: it's
1: like oh, oh. <laughs> he looked, he just it's had so that close. that dead stare
0: <laughs> hey icon will come up one of these days yeah if we if we live long enough i mean of course that's 50 years on the spinner but uh It'll come up. It's bound to. It has to.
1: Hey, uh, you're one away, so three times the charm. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. did you know Jeff that uh, Paradise Lost opened for Priest in the UK one time, or on really? a tour, on a UK tour?
2: Really? Uh,
0: yeah, I was on the Angel of Retribution tour. Wow. Paradise Lost was
2: support for Priest.
1: kidding. Okay. <laughs> Jeff yeah. looks like he's like, he's like, oh my God.
2: Yeah. I, I would be so confused. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah like two, exactly. two bands are really like, that, but they're so fucking opposite.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it was an interesting pick, but uh, what was that? 2005, probably. So, <laughs> and only in the UK for a handful of shows. So that's interesting. So yeah, 1994. Yeah, nothing really comes to mind immediately for me.
2: Uh, Uh, Four Kills WFO album. That's a
1: great great album.
2: Uh, Transylvanian Hunger came out from, uh, 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 fuck, what, Dark Throne? Um, Uh, A couple other albums. Oh, Tales from a Thousand Lakes by Amorphous. That is one of my favorite albums.
0: Wow, the possibilities are endless.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was it was kind of a
1: slow-ish year for for metal, but
0: well, the '90s I'm, was
1: yeah. But I'm sure if you dive into 1994, I'm sure you can find stuff.
2: Well, we got oh, yeah. your, uh, uh, squashy. Your favorite album, the self-titled Motley Crue album, came out in 1994.
1: Oh, that is a great album. I will say that is a that is a good album uh, from a shit band, but it is a good album. <laughs> <laughs> That ba- that band just perplexes me. How you can put out albums like "Shout at the Devil" and then follow it up with "Theater Theater Pain." Yeah. I, I don't I do not get it. But and th- and then go then make 1994 and follow it up with "Generation Swine." But this is not a Motley Crue podcast, and I'm sure there doesn't even exist a Motley Crue podcast.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they deserve
1: one. But My first question. My first question for any Motley Crew podcast is: Why would you devote a podcast to Motley Fucking Crew? Hey, people! People love them. They sold a lot of records. Yeah, but I did. Uh, I didn't think they were like podcast worthy. Like, oh, we're going to devote an entire podcast to Motley Crew.
0: Yeah, everyone uh, has a podcast.
1: And I'm, sure, anymore, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm going to be tagged in some Twitter shit thread by some guy who uh, who runs a Motley Crew podcast. I'm sorry in advance.
0: <laughs> Squashy just comes pissing everyone off. Yeah,
1: that's what S- I do best.
0: Squashy just comes throwing bombs, man, <laughs> starting <laughs> fires.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Squashy, it's been I, great having you on, dude. Oh, I, I, we gotta get you guys on Hellbet for records. We absolutely have to get both of you on, because this was this was a blast. And I'm sure if we get you on my on my show, we're gonna it's gonna be a blast as well. But I, I'm so so thankful y'all invited me. It was so much fun.
2: Dude, and it was our pleasure. Um we have to do a home and home.
0: Yeah, thanks, squashy man. It's been a blast. It's been a yes. lot of fun. You definitely have a unique personality, which we appreciate. Yes. Um, I'd like to thank you. Um for being such a good friend on twitter i think you and yes. jeff actually were two of the first people that uh, really welcomed me and and helped me out and befriended me and i appreciate you both um
1: mm-hmm.
2: but yeah i
0: had a hell of a fun time hell of a good time we will gladly come on your show hellbent for records
1: yes you um, can find us on youtube
0: killer and future squash 767
1: on YouTube
0: Twitter handle
1: yes and on my Instagram and I also have a YouTube channel under that name so you can find me there on as well perfect yes all
0: right, all right. thanks
1: Washi thanks Jeff. thanks for having me on awesome and it was stay killing. metal stay of metal of course defend so the faith
0: always so we'd like to thank the deep dive podcast network of course like to thank Rob Halford and Martin Popoff And all of you for listening. And of course always. Keep defending the faith.